While many may not have expected Pitt to be playing for the ACC championship before this season, I don't think many also expected Wake Forest to be there either. So the ACC will have two maybe surprising representatives of their respective divisions and will have a ACC champion that maybe some didn't think would be wearing that crown before the year. This will be a preview edition of my show here on Pittsburgh Sports Live and, of course, Pittsburgh Sports Now. And I am actually going to get the perspective of the other side for you Pitt fans as I'm going to talk to somebody who covers Wake Forest and can give you that Wake Forest perspective and tell you more about this Wake Forest team for some maybe not as in tune with the Demon Deacons as maybe they are with the Pitt Panthers. I'm your host, Mike Oste, and I will be having that conversation with Les Johns, who is a writer and editor with Demon Deacon Digest of the 24-7 Sports Network. So, Les, first off, I definitely appreciate you taking the time. And would you agree with that assessment? Is that is that kind of the tune around the fans as well with Wake Forest, that maybe it's a little surprising that they're there as well? Uh, I, I know Pitt fans, even early in the year, were already trying to, to fire Narduzzi and a couple years ago didn't really appreciate Kenny Pickett for what he became and Pitt now could be an ACC champion, but I don't know if Wake Forest was up there on the betting line either. I'd imagine the fans probably didn't expect this and are happy this is at least happening for Wake too. Well, there's a couple surprises there, Mike, right? I mean, yeah. the first surprise is that Clemson proved to be mortal this year. You sure, know? So, right. You know, for somebody else to come from the Atlantic, yeah. you know, Clemson yeah. has to lose a couple games, and that just hasn't happened in recent right. years. Right, right. Uh, One of those being to Pitt this year, which wasn't expected either for Pitt entering the year. We didn't know what Clemson would be either. Yeah, Wake Forest, thanks you very much for that. (laughs) That did help out Wake. (laughs) That did did end up helping out Wake Forest. And I also think, and I said this too on other shows, I think Pitt and maybe even Wake Forest can also agree that I think they're probably very happy they're not playing Clemson now because Clemson has got a little better and back to form. So Pitt, I am sure is a little happier in the heart of hearts to be playing Wake than another rematch with Clemson. I was, yeah, exactly. I was personally pretty bullish on this Wake Forest team. Okay. Uh, in the media that gets to cover Wake Forest and Dave Clawson, yeah. we're really fortunate in that we do get to see all of fall practice leading up to, except for the week leading up to the first game. In other words, we get to see the entire like fall camp, like 20 full practices. So I saw this team work out, and I saw that they were deeper, more experienced, and very talented. Okay. I personally picked them to finish about 9-3 and three this season. They exceeded that by yeah. game. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, when I made my picks with the All-ACC team before the season started, you know, I didn't pick Wake Forest to win, to win the Atlantic. I surely didn't. You know, I had them probably second or third. I can't remember now, to be honest with you. But I had Clemson at the top just like everybody else in the world. So, um, you know, I thought this was a really good Wake Forest team. I thought they had the potential to have a great season, but I did not think it would be ACC championship great. Yeah, and I think that that's fair. But it ends up being that Wake Forest, a 10-win season. And, of course, Wake Forest has had their moments in the last 10, 15 years, but not anywhere near to a consistent level. And obviously Clemson, that behemoth that just kind of they're looking up at and nobody ever seems like you can get over Darth Vader. But it, it happened this year as Clemson had a hiccup or two early in the year. They opened the door. Wake Forest, though, was undefeated for a while this year. So while Pitt 
has had a similar season to the respect of 10 wins, better than expectations, kind of surprising people. You have a chance at winning a major conference. That's a big deal, even if some could argue it's down. They've proven doubters wrong, et cetera. And they had their, their warts, a loss to Miami, who's down this year. They're not close to what they were. Pitt fans feel like they should have won that game. And then, obviously, the, the loss to Western Michigan early on in the season – if Pitt end up with only one loss and winning the ACC, that likely derailed them from a playoff chance right then just for how bad that loss was. And Kenny Pickett having six TDs and still losing that's still in some Pitt fan craw. So Pitt fans are obviously happy to, to be in this situation. This is a, this is a special, this is a positive year. However, they do have those moments that Pitt fans can look back on and say, well, what if we, we should have won those games for Wake Forest though, it's a little different because Wake Forest, while they have that similar story, they were undefeated for so long. And at one point ranked in the top 10 that they had their hiccups later in the year. So they're not entering this game riding maybe as high as say Pitt is and Pitt kind of knew the playoff was out in week four because of the Western Michigan loss. Whereas Wake had an outside shot at thinking they could get into a playoff if they won the ACC for a while. So would you say for the Wake perspective among the fans, among media, that it is still, this is a great year, we're happy to be there, we want to win the championship, but this is a positive season? Or is there a little bit of a vibe that, hey, we kind of maybe are, I don't want to say backdooring into this, but we, we should have been better. Our losses are, are, aren't reasonable losses. We, we, we laid a few eggs, and that's why this isn't more than even an ACC championship season. Is the mood a little different around Wake than Pitt because Wake's issues have been at the end of the season, whereas Pitt's were more early on? I don't think so, and there's a couple reasons why. One, uh, the, lost, the first loss of the season, which was to UNC, was a game in which Wake, you know, had like a 21-point lead and just blew it. And that that loss really did demoralize the, the fan base temporarily. But then they battled back and got the huge win against NC State, right. had a packed stadium, uh, sold out crowd, a lot of energy. And that was everybody knew that was a game that had to be won to put yourself in a, in a position to where you could lock up the ACC Atlantic. So after the first loss, there was this tremendous high – of beating NC State. And then there was a tremendous high again of, of beating Boston College last week and actually earning the ACC championship berth. For Wake Forest, 10 wins is something that yeah. just doesn't happen. Sure. This is just three times in the program history they've had nine wins or more. So there's not that much of dismay of things that have lost as much as there is excitement about what's still on the table. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. And even that Clemson loss, because they did lose 48 to 27 to Clemson. That's pretty much a beat down for Clemson, even though this is a down year for the Tigers. Yeah. In that particular game, Wake Forest does have to go into the offseason saying, well, even though we had a better overall year, whether they win the conference or not, we still can't brag to our, our Clemson friends. They still beat us this year. That, that doesn't maybe get into some Wake fans as well. There is. And, and there's also that thought processes, uh, pro- thought process of, if the best Wake Forest team can't beat a down right. Clemson team this year, right. when can it happen, right? There you go, right. I think yeah. the easy answer for that, though, is, is the, it's what everybody always says, there's next year. And next year the game is at Winston-Salem instead of at Clemson. Sure. Wake looks to return a vast majority of their guys. 
they're going to be very deep, very experienced, very, very, uh, very old again. Sure. And sure. so, I mean, I think that's what's laying right out on the table. And probably one of the reasons why Wake was able to lock up Dave Clawson for a contract extension is yeah, with sure. what the talent he has coming back, it would be silly to walk away at this point because he doesn't have just like a one-year anomaly built. He has a foundation built. And especially with the advent of the super seniors for the next two or three years, they're going to be cooking. I mean, I don't think this is one-year aberration. No, and that that's, that would be different for Wake. When Wake's had years like this, it totally dropped off the next season. And it's even different than what Pitt's dealing with because Pitt is going to lose Kenny Pickett after this year. No matter what, Pickett is not back. And obviously the straw that stirs the drink this season yeah. when you're a Heisman candidate. So that's a big hit for Pitt for next year into some big games, whereas Wake is returning most of the of the crew here. Les Johns of Demon Deacon Digest of the 24-7 Sports Network joining me here on Pittsburgh Sports Live and Pittsburgh Sports Now to preview the ACC championship game. Now, it also could be for a glass half full take here. Maybe Wake fans don't want to hear this, but it's clearly been proven that you don't have to necessarily beat Clemson to get into the ACC championship game. Wake was able to get there despite the loss to Clemson. So, hey, obviously, if you win the conference, that one game isn't going to, to matter too much. What are your thoughts on this matchup, though? Two teams that have legit quarterbacks, two teams that like to score points, two teams that are going to put points on the board. You told me off the air, you're giving me a little hint there that you're going to predict points will be scored. I'm going to agree with you. A lot of points are going to be scored. I think we both can put money down that this won't be 10 to 7. This won't be like, say, an SEC championship game. There are going to be points on this scoreboard, even in Wake Forest losses. They have put points on the board. But what do you expect out of this matchup? What do you think? Wake Forest needs to do to get this victory in this matchup? Because I would just say from the Pitt perspective, Pitt fans, I know, think, like, think okay, maybe equal offenses. Maybe we feel we're better. But even if Wake thinks they're better, Pitt's going to win because they have a little better defense, playing a little bit better more recently, and Wake can't hang with them defensively. If Pitt's best defense shows up, that's going to be it. And even if they win a shootout, Wake will have a defensive problem, which – you know, happened against North Carolina. So what do you think of this matchup and what does Wake need to do to maybe have that not be the case and have their defense step up a little bit since that's clearly obvious, the weakness that, of the team? Yeah, that's a that's a very understandable, like, train of thought for sure. And I can understand why Pittsburgh fans would feel comfortable about that and as yeah. and Wake fans would be worried about that, right? right. But Wake right. Forest, the defense has been – has taken its share of slings and arrows this season – but they've also gotten um, a, a very uh, quite a few key stops, and they're very good at creating turnovers. I think there's a couple things that have to happen for Wake Forest to come out on top. When you look at these two offenses, it's almost like a tennis match where you've got a very powerful server, and, and those offenses have to hold serve. And the first team to break, you know, the first team to, for the defense to get a break is going to have a huge advantage. If Wake can get a couple stops or a turnover or two, that very well may flip the game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that the defense for Wake is often bend but don't break. Uh, and I think, you know, if the Deeks don't get pressure on Kenny Pickett, there's going to be a lot of bending and probably a lot of breaking. Yeah, and that, that defense has been that way for Pitt as well most of this year. I mean, they have stepped up a little, a little bit late, but Pitt has certainly had their defensive issues. Certainly those two losses are because the defense let the offense down. And this is going to be a game, obviously, between these two quarterbacks. The points will be on the scoreboard. Pitt knows they're going to score. I'd imagine Wake feels comfortable and that they're going to score 
as well. Is there anything else about this Wake Forest team outside of maybe struggling defensively, looking to get turnovers, and having a quarterback that can lead the charge and also kind of doing this as a bit of a surprise that you think nationally isn't talked about enough or maybe the Pitt fan wouldn't be aware of in in terms of an aspect of this team you mentioned looking for turnovers that actually can be a positive for Wake fans because Kenny Pickett has – I don't want to say been more turnover prone. He's really not been that turnover prone, but more so recently than earlier in the year. So maybe they could nab one, but what's something about this wake team that you don't think the pit fan maybe is aware of that would be nice to know entering the ACC championship game. There's a couple of things that kind of stand out to me right off. And first that, and they might kind of bleed into each other. Uh, Nick Skiba is, is like just five field goals away from being the all time greatest field goal kicker in NCAA history in terms of field goal make percentage. Okay. He actually had, he actually, had I didn't know that average. myself. So there you go. <laughs> he, he actually was number one briefly, then actually had a miss, okay. which is very rare. So I knocked him down to number two. If he gets okay. five more makes, he'll be back up to number one on the all time list of field goal make percentages. Percentage. And, uh, okay. So yeah. the, 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 the twist to that is you don't expect field goals to have too much of an impact on this type of game, right? You figure there's going to be a lot of touchdown scores. <laughs> Right. But you never know when you might need those three extra points to, sure. to you know, kind of put you over, you know, maybe a late first half uh, drive that you don't quite have enough time to stick it all the way to the end, this end zone. Maybe you settle for three, maybe a last second field go. Um, and that bleeds into the second part. Wake is really good at close games. They've only lost one 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 score game all season. That was but North Carolina. Right. Yeah, that was TNC. They're really good in one score games. They won a game against Syracuse in the last minute. Uh, they, they beat uh, Louisville at the last minute. They won a one-score game over NC State. Uh, they, they're just really good. They, they have a tremendous depth and experience and leadership, and those guys have been through the wars. Uh, they, they played their share of close games, and they know how to execute. They do, yeah, and they know how to score. They know how to put points on the board, but you did mention maybe it could come down to a field goal. That is interesting because there has also been some moments where Pitt had to settle for field goals versus touchdowns more recently than uh, than earlier on in the year. Of course, Pitt looks to get in the end zone. Wake looks to get in the end zone. Imagine these two teams are going to get in the end zone, but yeah. it, could, it could come down to maybe a, a field goal deciding it. It could come down to – even, uh, you know, a final minute or two minute drive, and maybe you don't have all the time in the world to get that touchdown and a field goal could decide it. Maybe Wake feels like that's that's one part of it. They might have an edge in this game. Les John's joining me here of Demon Deacon Digest of the 24-7 Sports Network here as we're previewing the ACC championship game, Pitt and Wake Forest. And Les, before I kind of get more into our predictions and kind of the good and the bad, as we wrap up this show, I do want to ask something that's been talked about a little nationally, but but I feel like is out there. We have the college football playoff, obviously only allowing four teams still. It might get expanded in the future. Maybe that's been delayed by, by COVID and what's been going on, but right now still only allowing four teams. Notre Dame, who was in the ACC last year, is one of those teams that could potentially get in there if things shake out right for them. But at the end of the day, no matter what happens in this ACC championship game, and Notre Dame is not a member of the ACC. They're independent in football. Wake Forest and Pitt are not going to be a part of the playoff. The, one of these teams could beat the other by 30 points. They're not going to get in the playoff. They've had too many warts. They both have multiple losses. They both have what maybe some could say is a quote-unquote bad loss. So they're not going to get in. It doesn't matter. There's no chaos that could lead to Wake Forest or Pitt 
getting into the college football playoff this year. And normally the ACC, since conference realignment, has been represented, but has been represented, as we talked about at the start of the show, by one team, and that is Clemson, who's either getting in or winning national championships or at least getting in that final game. They're right up there with Alabama and Ohio State, who might also not be there. So we might have some new representatives overall for the college football playoff this season. Obviously, it's nice for fans to see Cinderella stories, teams get there that aren't expected to do so. You mentioned Wake, only three 10-win seasons in the program history. Pitt hadn't had 10 wins since the early 80s. Pitt hasn't been in this spot at all under Narduzzi. This is historic for Pitt as well in the last 30, 40 years, even if obviously there was tons of success prior to the 80s throughout their history. Is it good, though, for the conference I know you're laughing, but I got to ask this. Is it good for the conference to have two underdogs in the ACC championship game with a 0% chance of the playoff? Or is there that negative that does exist? Whereas you have an elite program that's at least going to guarantee you get in the playoff, guarantee more national exposure, guarantee more money. You know, that is the issue sometimes when you're talking about conference depth, or do you want that elite team Maybe there's some depth this year in the ACC, but they don't have that elite team. No one's going to be in the playoff this year from the ACC. Is that a bad thing, or are you okay and kind of think it's still good to have these Cinderella stories vying for a championship? I think it's good in the long run, and I can see the argument to where you want that elite team that's going to have a chance to compete for a national championship. And hopefully the, the expansion of the college football playoff, you know, allows that, for instance. You know, if, right. if we were looking at eight or 12 teams – then surely the ACC champion would be part of that mix. Right. Which makes sense. Uh, and it's something that needs to happen long term. But for now, I think it's good for the sport and it's good, believe it or not, it's good for the conference to have some fresh blood in there. Yeah. And it's going to make next year's Clemson season all that much more intriguing to watch, right? You know, are they going to are they going to reclaim the throne or are they going to remain mortal? And I think that's going to be one of the biggest storylines going into 2022. And we wouldn't have that unless they, unless they had some dings this year. So I think it's good for the ACC. I do also agree, but, th- but that is out there because that's, that's not even just an ACC thing. I mean, if Oklahoma State doesn't get it done, maybe, you know, they're not – the Big 12 is not going to have a representative either. Who knows? But you do even have a situation where the Big 12, which I think most would look on as a, a lesser conference of the ACC right now, certainly they're in disarray overall what's going to happen to the future of the conference with some teams – but still a better chance at being in the playoff than the ACC. Oklahoma State right now outside, Baylor even ranked better. So you could argue out of the major conferences in terms of the playoff chance, they had the least likely opportunity and have had that through most of the end of the year. But I do think it's nice to have some new blood in there. You do That is right, and it will add intrigue to next year for sure. My biggest issue was early on when the first couple sets of the college football playoffs came out and Wake was still undefeated at the time but yet they were like 12th or 13th or whatever it was. And you just know if the name next to that same record with the same wins and the same scores were Clemson, they'd be in the top four. Now, now Wake Forest took care of that by losing a couple of times. But, you know, if if Clemson had been 8-0, they would have been in the top four of the college football playoff. And that's even ignoring the fact that they played Georgia. I'm saying Clemson with the same exact schedule Wake Forest had would have been in the top four college football playoff. No doubt about it. Yeah, and and this year they played Georgia, and even last year playing Notre Dame, obviously that was different because of COVID with Notre Dame joining the ACC. But 
they have sprinkled in some out-of-conference teams that allow them to get that one special win. I mean, that's the difference of, say, Cincinnati as a group of five getting yeah. in this year versus, say, UCF that was excluded in 2017. UCF that year didn't have any top 15 wins, whereas, obviously, the Bearcats have have a victory over a top 10 team. So that's going to be different to bump them in. But I think, that I, I you know, it's hard to deny that, that Wake, that, that Wake in that same situation – was treated a little differently than Clemson normally is because Clemson's now has become one of those blue bloods. They weren't that even 10 years ago, but they have become one of those. Now they're going to get bumps to certain teams. Um, and Pitt is in the same boat. Pitt Pitt's not, they had that loss early in the year to be eliminated already, but I think Pitt with the same record, same situation as wake would have been treated similarly to wake versus Clemson as well. So yeah, that's out there and there's always going to be controversy. No one's going to agree with any of those rankings. If you do move it to eight, maybe, you know, you can at least say, okay, our seating's unfair, but we're at least in, we can prove yeah. something, but I've Pitt and, and wake both. Neither one of their fan bases have any room to complain. Cause as you mentioned, if wake wanted to stick it to the committee, they, they had, they could have went undefeated. They could have kept winning. They were favored in the games that they didn't win this year, certainly against North Carolina, at least. So that did eliminate them. They kind of, they did do it to themselves, I, I yeah. guess. So they, they don't have a grape at the end of the year for any claim of any championship that anyone wants to put out there beyond yeah. the ACC. Les John's here joining me again here from Demon Deacon Jidest of the 24-7 Sports Network. Now, before I get your official prediction, if this goes well, I guess, from your perspective or for the team, your coverings perspective for Wake Forest, what do you think occurred in the game? And if it doesn't go well and Pitt wins the ACC and Pitt completes their special year and Wake does not, and Wake maybe has a what-if story despite 10 wins, you know, at the end of the year didn't go the way they wanted. They may feel like they, they, they lost out on a championship that they could have won. What then do you think occurred? Well, if things go well for Wake Forest, they force a couple turnovers. I think that'll be the key okay. to Wake coming out on top. They, they Wake will need to force a couple turnovers and capitalize on those. Um, for things to go badly for Wake, um, <laughs> Wake would need the defense that showed up against UNC and Army to show up instead of the defense that showed up against Boston College in Virginia. I mean, Wake held a healthy Virginia to 17 points early in the season, and that gets overlooked by a lot of folks. Yeah. It's the kind defense, of an opposite. It's almost like Wake's defense has kind of got worse throughout the year, whereas Pitt's got better, even though Pitt had their issues earlier on in the year. Coach Clawson would argue that the defense has been inconsistent, okay. and that's probably what's most <laughs> troubling. That's a coach speak. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. for four or five games, they've sure. played well, sure. but for six or seven games, they've played pretty poorly. Right. And, and, you know, you don't really know from game to game which version of the defense you're going to get. So they played really well against Boston College. Now, you know, uh, quarterbacks a little bit banged up, had a lot of guys with the flu, you know, but, but still, Wake went out and executed. So and Florida State's defense didn't do the same the week before. So they think they've got some momentum, you know, from the way they played last week in, in, in Chestnut Hill. Uh, you know, we'll find out in three or four days. So, um, yeah, for things to go badly, uh, Wake Forest defense doesn't show up at all. They don't force any turnovers, and and Pickett just goes nuts. Uh, Wake doesn't get any pressure on the quarterback. They have a hard time slowing down the running game. Uh, and it's, um, you know, 
61 to 40 type of game or something like that. At least it'll be entertaining as, as all of us will have to stay up pretty late to, with 8, 8 p.m. kickoff. There. I, I think either way, I think that Wake will put their share of points on the board. It'll right. just be, do they force a couple turnovers, force one or two stops, and just not let Pitt go wild? I don't know how much of your readers, your, your listeners, or viewers know this. My apologies. Wake plays at a hyper tempo. They hike the ball. They do not huddle. They move fast. They don't allow opponents to sub. But if Wake don't get the ball moving, then that means they're on and off in like less than a minute, and their defense is shoved right back out on the field. And if their defense is already struggling, that can you know pose quite a dichotomy for them. Yeah. So Wake moves really fast, um, and you know their drives move fast. You know they'll they'll have they'll have two minute scoring drives to go 80, 80 yards, and it and it's not necessarily one big chunk play. It could be seven or eight plays. Yeah, I, I gotta say. I would say for the overall college football fan, anyone not a fan of either of these two teams happen to be watching and listening, this could absolutely be the game of the weekend. I mean, this is a game oh, to yeah. stay up for, even if you don't care about either one of these two programs, for sure, in terms of the points. And even this quarterback matchup, which we didn't even touch on, because I do think Kenny Pickett kind of separated himself a little bit, getting Heisman votes, looking to potentially be a Heisman finalist, people saying he's a first-round pick, then Sam Hartman. But I would imagine that Hartman's motivated to say, hey – Pickett's getting all the accolades right now. He's ACC player of the year, but I'm pretty good too. And he didn't have necessarily the hiccups the team had in those losses. So I'm sure that motivation exists for him as well. This could come down to what quarterback plays better. If Pickett throws a couple picks because of Wake's defense and Hartman take care of the football, they're both going to get yards. They're both going to get touchdowns. That could potentially come down to it. And it's not going to take Pickett's ACC player of the year award away, but I'm, I'm sure winning the conference championship would be a nice little revenge piece for, for Hartman. And I think that's the most important thing for these two, these two programs as well. And also you, you didn't misspeak. We have readers, we have listeners and we have viewers all throughout the <laughs> network. So I, I, we appreciate them all. Thank you uh, for getting them all in there. Nonetheless, uh, Les, I appreciate the time for sure. I know you got a lot of work ahead previewing this and the surprise magical season that, that Wake Forest has, has been undertaking this year. It's been a lot of fun, Mike. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Again, Les Johns there of Demon Deacon Digest of the 24-7 Sports Network as we just were able to preview the ACC championship game between Pitt and Wake Forest. And as we said at the top, and as I'll say now, this was a surprising year for Wake Forest as well to even be at this point. I don't think anyone put any money down. I don't think the Vegas odds supported Wake Forest being here at this point this year prior to the season. And they've had this their years. I mean, Wake, you know, Orange Bowl not too long ago. But it, it's very, very rare in program history. That was the, the, the second time at that point. So you're looking at two years within the last 20, and prior to that, really nothing in Wake's history. You know, you, Wake Forest known for Chris Paul in basketball, really. So especially with those Carolina teams, they even have to fight the Carol other Carolina teams, even on the basketball court in terms of notoriety there with North Carolina, of course, Duke, even NC State historically. So this is not a, not a common thing for Wake by any means to own the Carolinas, yet own the conference. So winning the ACC could be a big deal even in football for the Demon Deacons. Obviously a big deal for Pitt. Obviously Pitt wasn't supposed to be here either. Forget Pitt's history. This was certainly a year that Pitt is proving some doubters wrong, and this has certainly been a year that I don't think anyone thought Pitt would be in this situation. But as Les and I talked about, yeah, you're not going to have an ACC team in the playoff like you normally do because Clemson normally wins the conference and normally gets there. But 
You do have two new teams, two semi-surprising teams. Pitt has been in this game. They've been in the AC championship game in recent memory, but did get boat race to Clemson. You'd imagine this would go at least better, win, lose, a draw for the Pitt Panthers. Certainly a much better Pitt team to be in that spot with 10 wins and the division championship, not just winning a division that's down and barely getting the win total that was legitimate. Like at that point, this obviously a legit Pitt team. And Wake's had their hiccups, but a legit Wake team as well. So this will not be easy for Pitt. Maybe they're fortunate they're not having to deal with Clemson again, who did already beat Wake, Pitt beat Clemson. You can maybe look at that game. I do think Clemson's certainly better now and was better at the point of that Wake game than when they played Pitt. They've hit their stride. So both these two teams can avoid Clemson. Clemson's season, o- season is over. We're not talking Clemson any longer in terms of the AC championship game. This is either going to be won by Wake Forest or Pitt here for the 2021 year. So again, thanks to Les Johns there of Demon Deacon Digest of the 24-7 Sports Network. And either way, either way, whether it's Wake Forest winning that conference championship or Pitt winning that elusive ACC crown, it's going to be an entertaining game. It's going to be a game that I think everybody, everybody tuning in is going to enjoy at some point or another. It's going to be a roller coaster ride. I do think that Pitt is going to win this game. I do think Pitt's a little better of a team. As I said, I, I do think Pitt has the better defense. So I think they're going to be a little better suited on defense. I think Wake gives up too many points. Unless Wake catches Pickett with some interceptions, with some turnovers, Pitt maybe fumbles the ball or so on the ground. I think they're going to be in trouble. I do think Pitt comes out on top. This will be a, a shootout type of game, though both teams will score. But I think Penny Pickett takes care of the football enough. He is the better quarterback. He plays like the better quarterback, and Pitt does eventually win this game. But I, I think we're easily looking at maybe 80 combined points, 70 combined points at least here. If this is 20 to 13, it's really a shocking development. But, hey, we've seen other things be wilder throughout sports history and I guess that wouldn't be too shocking because hey it's been one of those years in general but I do think Pitt wins this shootout they have a little better of a defensive effort that'll be enough to beat Wake Forest and still a solid year with 10 wins for Wake either way a solid year for Pitt as well with 10 wins but whoever loses this gonna think "Mm, I let it get away because this is my rare chance when Clemson's not winning the conference it's a big deal this is the game of the decade it's a big deal for both of these two programs in Wake Forest and Pitt as they will meet in the 2021 ACC championship game for Les Johns of Demon Deacon Digest. They are the 24-7 Sports Network for all of us here at Pittsburgh Sports Live and of course Pittsburgh Sports Now. I'm Mike Osti as always. Enjoy it. I'll just say that to both fan bases. ACC championship game, you can win a major conference. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be a shootout. Points are going to be on that scoreboard, as both Les and I have agreed. Just enjoy it. Both Wake Forest and Pitt, your fan bases, just enjoy it.